0: Welcome to the Be Glad Movement, my name's Pollyanna and I'm on a mission to bring you as many stories as possible of good coming out of bad and reasons to be glad. In this episode I'm joined by Diesel Donlow, the American actor and entrepreneur. Diesel reached out to me via the powers of Instagram and asked to be on the podcast which was a massive compliment for the Be Glad Movement. We talk about what it was like for him growing up in Youngstown, Ohio, in a single parent household, the work hard ethic that he absorbed and the importance of staying true to yourself and reaching for your dreams. We also talk a bit about the beginnings of the Be Glad movement, so stay tuned for that. But without further ado, I'll hand over to Diesel to fill us in on his story.
1: Uh, Good morning, how are you doing? Thank you for having me here today.
0: You are welcome. Thank you for reaching out and asking to to come on the show because um, it's exciting when people find me because I'm only a small fry, you know. (laughs) Um, So I'm I'm really pleased that you're here. I'm going to just let you dive right in and tell us what it was like growing up in Ohio and um, where your life journey has taken you.
1: Uh, I grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, which is uh, a city in between uh, Cleveland, Ohio and Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So we were really uh, close to the Pennsylvania border. I uh, have some family that's, you know, in Pennsylvania. So uh, we just always been close to Pennsylvania and, uh, you know, living uh, near the, um, they call it the Steel Valley area. Uh, okay. it's a lot of, uh, It was a lot of steel mills here growing up. Uh, before my time, uh, my grandfathers and, you know, people before me worked uh, through the steel mills. And they had a lot of steel mills in this area. Like, you know, long ago, you know, with Andrew Carnegie, you know, all the way down to, you know, 19 like 70s 1980s so uh, we just we work really hard around here and um, you know it's like a uh, town like where uh, people work really hard like they're all about working hard and providing for their families I'm sure it's like that everywhere but you know in this area is really known for that uh, working really hard and you know um, working like each day is your last so that's where I developed that work ethic that I have is from uh, my city and my mom my mom is um uh, she worked so hard. It was uh, she had a single parent home. You know, my dad had his own uh, situation where uh, he had to take care of his other family, which wasn't a problem. You know, uh, you know just how life is. So uh, my mom was taught taught me a lot of uh, uh, taught me a lot of my skills. It taught me a lot of like how to you know do the things I do. And she taught me real early that how to be an adult. <laughs> right. So I had, to learn, I had to learn real early like how to wash clothes, how to do dishes, how to uh, take the trash out, how to do the lawn. You know, cause I was the only guy in the house. I was raised with three other women and me. So okay. that's why that's why I love uh uh women. I love being around women because my mom is a woman. So and I was raised with a house full of women. So that's why I, I connect with you guys probably a lot because uh my mom and my sisters were uh <laughs> they were in trouble. <laughs> so, tell me,
0: tell me, are your sisters older or younger?
1: Uh, I have well my dad has another I have another sister on my dad's side but my mom has two daughters and um, my sisters are older. Uh, One lives in Washington, D.C. and the other one lives like near here where I'm from. So uh, my mom just like taught me and my sisters taught me like a lot. That's what I learned from. So uh, they taught me how to drive, you know, everything that I do, (laughs) they taught me how to drive. So growing up, I grew up in a single parent home. Like I said, my mom worked extremely hard to provide for me and my sisters. And uh, I played basketball. To you know, that was my my I guess what you say, uh, my sport. Uh, to to get to the next level of my life, I traveled all around the world playing basketball. Uh, I was I was one of the top players in the United States at one point in my life. Uh, you know, then uh, I went to one of the best high schools in the area. Uh, we moved to a town called Poland, Ohio, which is uh, a suburb of Youngstown, and um, I go out there in like sixth grade and I earned my way. I played varsity as a freshman. I'm not sure if that's what they call it over there when you get in high school. Uh, is it like different teams? Let's see, I think it's club levels over there. It's a whole different system over there where you from. I think. Yeah, I don't know.
0: <laughs> I, I'm not the biggest, I'm, I'm the worst person to ask about sports anyway, but um, I'm not really sure how basketball works over here because it's not such a, a big game for us. Oh, I'm going to have people t- telling me actually there is a big basketball thing going on you just don't know about it. But um yeah so so you were at uni? what I think we would call uni or hi- or high school. So we go yeah. from primary school to sort of school to maybe college, uni and then yeah so you would you've been at university doing uh,
1: it was it was still high school level here. We see what we do is we go to middle school which is uh, seventh and eighth grade, and then we go to high school. That's ninth through 12th And then after 12th grade, we go to a university and play, or you can go professionally, depending like you know how good you are or not. So, but uh, my mom moved us out here to get better education. Uh, our city, in Youngstown, uh, there they have improved a lot since then. But my mom didn't want me to grow up in that uh, environment. Uh, we where we lived at was a lot of uh, high crime. Oh, okay. It was crime uh so we uh, our house got broken into uh, a couple times or one time, sorry. One time, but we still had some issues, you know, where it was just it wasn't a safe area anymore. So my mom said, "Hey, we got pack our bags up and move." <laughs> so right. um I get to Poland and had uh had a great coach named Ken grisdale Uh one of the best coaches I ever had. You know, he taught me a lot of discipline and structure. Uh and also, I had some great teammates by Nico, by his, their names are Nico Fatimas, uh, Luke Wallet. Uh, those two guys pushed me a lot. Uh, I'm really um, grateful that I had uh, two teammates. And uh, Nico, in particular, we uh, worked out a lot. You know, we practiced a lot together. Uh, he has an own restaurant in Pennsylvania. We used to go there a lot and eat. His dad used to take us there. And uh, during the summers and springs, we would travel with the uh, AAU team. And we'll go around the world and play against the best players in the world. So that got me a lot better. And, um, you know, eventually led me to college.
0: Cool, very cool. And college is the equivalent of our university, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Yeah, they call it oh. university.
0: Uh-huh. And so, uh, you, you. sorry, just to clarify, the, the basketball, it, did you kind of get in on a sports scholarship kind of thing or? Uh,
1: well, I had a few uh, offers. Uh, see how it works in over here is that um, it's different levels and tiers of how things work in scholarships. So uh, I eventually uh, declined. Uh, I had an offer to St. Thomas university. It was a division two school out in uh, Florida. And uh, I, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go that far away at the time. So right. I took a offer and I went to Westminster college and played there for a year and a half, two years. And then my career kind of went, uh, you know, it was over.
0: Right. Okay. So, so tell me like what it was like growing up. I mean, you, you said about your sisters and, um, you know, that it, it could have gone two ways. You obviously had the nurturing family environment rather than the hen pecked uh, environment of being the, the youngest. Um, so what, what did you do after college? What happened then?
1: Uh, so after college, uh, well, after my years of playing basketball, I transferred to like six different colleges, by the way, or okay. university. Uh, just because uh, I wanted to make sure my education, if I was not going to be in, playing basketball, I want to go to a school that uh, that was just a good fit for me. So I eventually went to a school called Hiram College. And uh, I went to Hiram and then I graduated with my um, my degree in business management with a focus with uh, ma- uh, marketing and um I had a minor in entrepreneurship, and my last year there, I studied abroad in Chile, which broadened my horizons because uh, eventually I, I still have friends down in Chile now that I still connect with, and um, it, it was just crazy because when I went to Chile, I I guess I got uh, – God gave me a sign to, to my next phase of life. If I don't go to Chile, I don't think I become what I was, you know, what I am now. So mm-hmm. when I was down there, I was studying – and I just kept asking, you know, hey, man, God, what do I, I guess I would say like that, what, hey, God, what do you want me to do? I was like, I don't know what to do next, you know? And um, I, and then, like, I was just walking and just paying gratitude as well. I didn't know I was doing gratitude then, but I was just thankful that I was there because uh, I, I kept seeing, like, acting stuff, you know, like, acting like billboards and the Transformers came out, you know, all these things came out. I was like, man, I could do, I could see myself being on set, you know? acting and you know inspiring people that way and at the same time I was getting my master's degree too when I when I was done so I, I uh, applied for my master's degree and I got accepted to a university called California University of Pennsylvania and um there I did my exercise science as well as pursue my acting so as soon as I got home from abroad I was on set like you know 3 weeks later
0: cool. my first set
1: my first set was a, a show called Banshee it's no longer filming uh you know, I go on set, and um the role I was just a background player or extra, and uh I met this young lady on set. she uh taught me so much she um she was like, "Hey, man, I know you're going to do this full time. you know God told me to come over here to talk to you and give you more information." so she gave me more information on on how to you know pursue uh you know more you know opportunities and uh so it just led me from there to you know being on you know big shows in the u s you know, Chicago PD, Empire, Chicago Med, Chicago Fire, uh, Chicago Justice, uh, Outsiders, uh, oh my God, Billions, Uh, so many different movies and shows that uh, that I did. And it led me to meeting, you know, many people. So a lot of people always ask me, how did I get verified on Instagram? I'm like, you got to do your history check. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because I went through so many different things, like it was, Uh, I've been on different shows and different crime shows. I always play a criminal or I play a cop. So it's like, you know, it's just God really blessed me and uh, gave me the opportunities to inspire other people through my gifts. Do
0: you know what? I just want to rewind a minute because I think you said something really important earlier about um, swapping and changing schools and trying to find the right school for you because there are so many people that uh, wouldn't be brave enough to do that. And you kind of—I mean, I know um, I was the first on my mum's side of the family to go to university, and um, and she was really cool about it. She was like, because I'm a home bird, and she was sort of like, just go. And if you don't like it, you can always come home. And then when I got there, I was like, there's so many kids out there that would kill to have a place at university. I'm actually here. I've got to make the most of it. Um, and there were times when I considered quitting, um, but I saw it through. But I think. Um, you know taking the time to actually be brave and saying no this isn't right for me I'm going to try something else no this isn't right I'm going to try something else is is really important because you can get stuck in a rut and you can get um, just get yourself uh, sailing down the wrong path for you and so I just want to to say I think that was brave to, to keep swapping and changing and it clearly led you on this Um, other path of uh, finding yourself in Chile and finding this lady that encouraged you as well so that's very cool
1: right if I don't do if I don't go to different different schools I wouldn't be here you know I mean I don't know if I'd be here because you know I was uh, on someone else someone else's journey instead of my own Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah so important and so you've been on all these shows but you're are you actually still I, gosh, I almost want to rewind again because I, I I want to go back to the basketball and say because I mean I I've already admitted that I'm not a sportswoman. Um, but is the, the um the basketball teams were was there a particular team that maybe someone in the UK would recognize or?
1: Um, they might not recognize the 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 players. They might recognize the university. Okay. Because yeah. I actually had. I had a teammate that was from the UK and he came oh. to our, school. you know, I, his name was, uh, Oh my God. Anthony Humes. Okay. Cool. And uh, he's from the, and, uh, so he came to our school. Uh, so I don't know, like if someone's listening, but, uh, my school was Westminster college and Anthony Humes was one of the players, but he's from the UK. So if that helped recognize, uh, you know, that, that's the only way I would think that we, I could recognize. And I'm, I don't even know how I thought about his name. It was just, as soon as you say UK, I remembered he was from there. <laughs> uh-huh.
0: I wonder if he's still over with you or whether he's back in the UK now, what well, he's up to now.
1: <laughs> Last that I heard that he was back over there, which you, you know, over in UK.
0: Okay, cool, cool. And then there's all these, all this acting that you've done, but now you're, um as as I understand it, you're more concentrating your efforts on your entrepreneurship and the, um, the clothing brand and, and I think you even do music as well, right? So yeah anyway, I'm gonna let you get back into your story and tell 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 us what happened.
1: Uh well I moved to Chicago after I after that year. So this this is two thousand fifteen. Two thousand sixteen I moved to Chicago and um over here in the US, I'm sure I think it's like that overseas too, uh that when you get into the acting, it's uh it's levels to the you know how hard, how, how high you can get? I guess uh, it's just, uh it's an acting uh, union called SAG-AFTRA uh, union. I'm not sure if you heard it. It's a, people that act over there. they would know, uh, but it's sort. Of, it's like a union. That's a, it's a prestigious union that actors get in once you get a certain amount of you know uh, hours or a certain amount of um, you know the right shows or the right situation or the right project you get on. You know they bump you up to a principal role or, you know, all that happened. So when I moved, to, I moved to Chicago in 2016, pursuing that goal that I have all, like the whole year going up to it, I heard about how hard it was to become, you know, sad from where I lived at Youngstown, which wasn't a lot of films going on around this area at all, at all. I had to go to Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh's about, you know, about 45 minutes away to an hour. And even going there, uh, the opportunities were still not limited you know, like I said, God always makes the way, but I'm saying the opportunities at the time was limited to going to the next level. So what I had to do was I was like, man, I got to go to Chicago and I got to pursue outside, you know, uh, areas because I have to go where the opportunities is. So uh, I eventually go to Chicago and I work on the show empire and every day I'm on set and I'm like, Hey man, I gotta, I gotta get to this next level. So I see the stunt coordinator, you know, come by every day. And I'm, I tell him every time I see him, I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. And I'm doing this for three months. Right. You know, three months straight. I've seen him, like, you know, a couple times a week. I'm like, hey, I'm ready. I'm ready for my opportunity. And uh, he eventually gave me the opportunity. And he said uh, – he, I mean, he just gave me the opportunity because he's like, man, all right, I'm going to give you a chance. I'm tired of you basically hounding me. <laughs> I basically – I had to do that, though, because if I don't do that, you know, I wouldn't uh, – it wouldn't – just be – worth not worth it you know not going up there and not pursuing it but uh the reason i got to chicago was my youth pastor he was from youngstown well he's not from youngstown but uh my my church that i used to go to he used to be here and then he moved away but he moved back there. he moved to chicago because that's where he's from so he said i could move in with him oh, for um, you know so i moved in with my pastor uh pastor kareem uh man if it wasn't for him he allowed me to pursue you know my goals and my dreams. Uh, It helps see people like that on the journey. Always you got to have someone there on the journey that helps like that because uh, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today without that sacrifice by him. And uh, I took people with me too, man. I got a lot of people on set just because I wanted them to see like life is bigger than, you know, than where uh, their current state of mind was. So I get to Chicago and I get my first principal role. Uh, our first performer role and um, I was grateful for that because it led me to Chicago PD and me doing uh, stunts for uh, LaRoyce. He's the main actor on Chicago PD. Uh, I did stunts for him for two seasons and I was blessed that uh, Tom Lowell gave me an opportunity to to, uh, become uh, part of the show and uh, I went from there to uh, more of using my gifts now i'm going into the entrepreneur stuff my clothing line i already formed that two years ago so it was just getting it to keep it going you know keep fueling it and uh my clothing line i really put more emphasis on it after you know like 2017 2018 i was really focused on creating my clothing line and i'm in my office now uh right now which has all my stuff that to um to make uh clothes so really just all that stuff just like, it kept like leading me on to something new, you know, each thing.
0: Wow, awesome. That's so cool. And, um, yeah, that that pastor, I've got to mention him again, because that's so cool that he offered you somewhere to live while you were pursuing your acting career. So do you do any acting now, or have you sort of put that to one side now and it's more about the, the uh, clothing brand?
1: Uh I have this I have this like inner like battle with this all the time. Uh I miss I miss acting uh because that's like more of my uh that's my passion. The clothing is more they are all my passions, but I don't want to take away from one one another, but uh I really want to get back to it to a high level and I want to finish some goals that I have. And uh I'm not done yet with that one. So I think I want to continue to I have some goals that I want to be I want to want to Emmy and I want to win an Oscar, you know, I have some goals that I want to do. And, uh, I have one story. I forgot to mention with you. Uh, Mm -hmm. I met Denzel Washington on set. And I know, you know, who Denzel is, correct? Yeah. I I, I know you know who he is. Okay. Uh, I met him my, the next year after I told you, I met him the following year when I started pursuing it. And, uh, I was on set with him and me and him talking for in a, in a small room for about, you know, 10 minutes. And he was just proud that I continued my education. And I want people to know that Denzel Washington is about education. And I'm glad that he said that to me. He was like, man, you smart. He said, you're getting a degree and you're pursuing this at the same time. What better way can you live? Basically what he was saying. And um, I gave him some of my clothes as well. So you see how it all ties in together. Uh And he was like, oh, okay, 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 all right, all right. I can do do his voice, but uh, I won't do it right now. But he just (laughs) said, you know, that uh, he was gonna wear it on one of the shows. He never wore it yet. I, when I see him, I'm gonna tell him like, "Hey, you still never wore the hoodie on on the show yet." He's, he said he was gonna wear it on Jay Leno. That was years ago. But, uh, but um, so like like I said, like if I don't meet these beautiful people, like how how can I inspire people on your podcast? Like if I don't go through this walk.
0: <laughs>
1: and so I have this battle right now. Do I wanna I wanna act more? Do I you know I love my office and I love what I created here. You know, do I you know so right now that i'm I'm thinking that acting is what it is i'm getting I'm getting back to it so
0: yeah. I think, you know we we pick and trough our interests, don't they you know you kind of get into one thing and then you because we're all multifaceted we've all we all wear different caps for different occasions and um and I think you know our hearts sort of are torn constantly with I me. Mean, me personally, being a mum and wanting to pursue a career and and then having personal passion projects like the Be Glad movement. And you kind of think, am I spending my time? You enjoy all of it, but you're like, should I be putting more of my time here or should I be putting more of my time there? And sometimes it's kind of good to go, it's almost good to get lost to then remember what the correct direction is, you know. Um, So maybe it's just that you need to concentrate on the clothing line now. Or, or you have been and now okay i'm coming to the end of this feeling of wanting to get my teeth into that and i need to get my teeth into something else just to keep life varied and interesting
1: right how did you ask you a question how did you start the this podcast like where where were you at in your life
0: okay so um i had my son was a year old and um the it's sort of a tragic story really so if I rewind backwards I had the idea for the podcast and life got in the way and I didn't do it well the project I should say because I hadn't any idea that it was going to turn into a podcast at that point in time but when I was recording the interviews and putting it on YouTube most people were saying oh you really should do a podcast but I was like "Oh, I can't learn how to do that as well because I'd already I was like learning Twitter and Instagram and uh, Facebook and stuff like that so I was like I can't add something else to the mix um, but what happened was I had the idea um, so for those who don't already know the story um my mum named me Pollyanna after the book and film Pollyanna where the little girl plays the glad game so she's always looking for positives and negatives and when I was growing up um if ever anything went wrong in my life my mum would say to me now, come on, Polly, play the glad game. And I'd have to um, list off any positives that I could see in that negative, but also everything that uh, I was grateful for or lucky to have in my life. Just to sort of like, not she didn't do it to, to, to deny me the, um, the sadness or the pain that I was going through from the disappointing situation, because I do think it's really important that you process those feelings. Um, she kind of did it to give me that firm bedrock of um okay so I haven't had what I want but I've still got everything I need uh beneath me so and it kind of just gave me that bedrock to sort of reach reach again you know try again you know okay you didn't get what you want this time but you you can still try again that kind of thing um so anyway sorry I'm going off on a bit of a tangent so that was kind of the history of, of my name and um and then I follow this um life coach who i love uh called marie folio i don't know if you've ever come across her she's also american and uh she in her videos she always says at the end that the world needs that special something that only you have and uh i spent ages pondering that i think what have i got that other people don't have what you know who am i to even want to um inspire other people or help other people and um i already knew i wanted to be a coach at that point in time but i wasn't sure um you know how what other thing that I had that I could offer the world um and then uh you know it sort of dawned on me well I'm I'm Pollyanna I've, I've got the, the be glad game that my mum taught me and um and it's actually been a really great strategy for living a strategy for life you know I use it all the time if things don't turn out I'm always like okay well I haven't got that but I have got all of this you know um, right. and this, is, this is what I need, you know. This is what um, I need to share with the world because loads of loads of people have seen the the Pollyanna film, you know, the Disney film. Loads of people have seen it, but I don't know how many people um, actually took away the core message, which is the, the playing the glad game and and looking for positives in negatives. And I know over in the states that Pollyanna is actually um, a bit of a derogatory term because sometimes. If you call someone a Pollyanna, it means that they're maybe a bit naive or overly optimistic. Whereas um, um, for me, I just think Pollyanna was, she never sort of pretended like the bad things weren't happening. She just sort of was like, okay, well, that's that, but let's look for something else that we can concentrate rather than dwelling on the negative and going into a downward spiral. So um, I just think that's quite a... A nifty trick really to okay so yeah this is bad but let's look for the good things instead let's not just dwell on that um so i don't think she was naive or overly optimistic i think she just chose to look on the sunny side of things um anyway so that idea came to me i think back in 2015 and then um, my uh, life got in the way i got married i moved house a couple of times i got a dog had a baby. Um, my son's now three and a half. Um, but when he turned one, very, um, very sadly, I, uh, I actually lost two friends to cancer, uh, Buffy and Sharon. And um, they were sort of my age group. And um, I just thought, you know, crikey, What? how would I feel if I had got the news that they had got that, you know, you're going to die imminently? What would I really regret not having done? um and i thought i really need to to do this project i need to um i need to collect the stories and help people that are going through a tough time not say oh look other people have had such a bad time a worse time than you not saying that it's more of um other people have been through hard times and they've managed to turn that adversity to their advantage and although you're in the thick of it and you may not feel it now there, there will more than likely come a day where you'll be able to grow stronger um and use what you're going through to either help yourself or help someone else you know um so don't think you're just suffering in vain so that was kind of the point of the project um and then i um i basically just sort of set myself some smart goals i'm going to collect 100 stories by the end of the year and uh Raise money for charity. We've got a charity over here in the UK called The Samaritans, which um, you can telephone and, and talk to people. Uh, I'm actually a listening volunteer myself, so I really believe in the work that they do. So if you're going through a really tough time, you can ring them and, and just talk through your thoughts and feelings, and um, it helps you get them straight in your head. Um, and uh, yeah, so that, that's sort of how the project properly started. So the idea came to me a while ago, and then in 2018 was that year where I collected the 100 stories and then going back to what you're saying or what we were saying earlier about doing a bit of this and then doing a bit of that um because towards the end of 2018 it really consumed me like getting all getting that 100 story so that I'd finish the project um I uh yeah I kind of felt a little bit lost at the beginning of 2019 um and I very much went down the Coaching side of things, right? I need to get the coaching business up and running better um, because I had neglected it a bit. Um, and then, uh, yeah, then basically, I kind of—I think I lost my way a bit because that all felt very much something that I needed to do: business, money, and it was more about it was more about the money and consumer. Although I was helping people, and I like helping people, and you know, I come away from a coaching call on a high um I I think I missed this project which is why I decided to launch the the podcast version of it as well so sorry I feel like I've taken over your your no no
1: no no I wanted to I wanted to know because um I'm on your show I wanted to know how did it start you know I want to know because I'm curious because I wouldn't be on the show without you going through all those so it's very important for me to know how it all happened I'm very like intrigued by it
0: yeah, so so that's that's kind of my story, and it it feels like I don't really know which way it's going to go, whether anything will come of it. And I did speak to some people um, last at the end of last year. They were like, oh, you know, it maybe it could be a book, like the I don't know if you've ever come across the Chicken Soup for the Soul type series. Yeah. Um, that there could be that kind of element to it. Um, I just don't know, but I just there's something there's something that is pulling me back to this project i guess because it's my namesake as well the whole pollyanna element um that and i enjoy talking to cool people you know and it's i love the fact that you reached out and you know you don't know me from adam you really you just heard my story <laughs> you're like oh that's a cool uh, idea <laughs> I
1: like, because i saw it i was like oh i gotta reach out i gotta get on here because like i like i like when people i like helping people get it out i like uh well, my brand is about, you know, also my brand is, uh, I love collaborating. I love networking and I love marketing with different individuals or, uh, companies. So when I saw yours, I'm like, Oh, okay. I think I can help her get her movement out there so people can see, Hey man, there's more people out there that's, uh, about gratitude, about positivity, about love, passion, whatever. Uh, the stuff that you're about, I wanted to uh, share that to, to my community and my people that, um that don't understand like other people's doing this too, not just me. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, thank you. I,
1: I wanted to help you so
0: thank you. I appreciate that. And actually when you're talking about gratitude, um I think sometimes people um have a misconception about gratitude and they think that um it's about staying stuck, it's about saying, I've got everything I need, this is it, I'm okay, I shouldn't want any more. But I think really gratitude. Is about saying, okay, I'm I'm good. I'm in a strong position. I've got everything I need, and therefore I can reach for more. You know, so remembering what you've got is so powerful when you're reaching for other stuff. Because I think a lot of people concentrate too much on what they haven't got rather than what they have got, and that's when the the mental health issues kick in and the um, feeling disappointed and, and that kind of stuff can drag you down so gratitude um you know it kind of became a bit of a buzz thing and keeping a gratitude journal but actually it's so powerful to um to to really sort of take stock of what you've got and and be grateful you know
1: that's that's true because I look around my office I'm like okay I you know sometimes I have to look at myself like man we got a lot here I didn't know I like you know I didn't realize you sometimes you gotta realize you know that you have a lot more do you think you do, you know, and um, I even myself. I sometimes I have to make sure I, I'm appreciative of what I have, because sometimes I mean I want more. I want the fan, you know sometimes you want the nicer things. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I'm sure. human. I'm human. <laughs> come on, <laughs> but but I'm just saying like I had to look around, and say okay, I do have nice things,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and once I said that, you know, then the nice things came to me later.
0: Yeah, I think as well, you know, um, it can help to think about the people that, that would take off their left arm to have the things that we've got, you know, there's so many people that aren't as, as privileged as we are. And, um, and we forget that because we're so used to having running water, a warm house to go home to, you know, food in our tummies and a TV license. We're, we're used to having all of that and then we start taking it for granted. Um, whereas there's people in the world that are grateful to have a blanket Sleep under at night, you know, kind of thing. Right. Um, so uh, yeah, it's it's a powerful sort of way of, of, of thinking about the world and, and keeping it real, really, you know. Right. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, you talked about lots of different elements of your. Um, I'm going to bring it back to you. Uh, lots of different elements of, of your life, um, and and quite different, you know, from the sports to the um acting to the entrepreneurship who do you think has been sort of like your greatest inspiration
1: uh kobe bryant
0: okay oh okay and now am I'm, I I'm right in thinking that he passed away recently he was in a crowd yes. yeah yeah
1: oh. unfortunate um but uh kobe bryant uh i mean uh that it's sorry it's hard for me to, okay that was that was the guy that uh just show me how to work hard, how to inspire other people, how to uh push the limit you know to to you know be on your game a game, make sure you put all the work in that put all your eggs in one basket and make more eggs to put in that basket you know stuff like that uh he's that type of guy that really just like man like taught me how to work hard like work hard, work hard and you' gonna get you know you can get the dreams you want, and you know everything will come to you so uh, he was one of them inspirations. Uh, my next person was Callie Muscle. He's a fitness person. Um, and and uh, he's on YouTube. He's big on YouTube. Okay. Uh, another person that inspired me was Louise Hay. I don't know if you know who that is. Yes, I've
0: heard of her. The Hay House Publishing. Uh, yeah, she's a
1: yeah. Yeah. I love her, man. I love what she's about, man. I love what she's about. And uh, she passed over uh, a few years ago, too. Uh, I like her. I like Michael Bernard Beckwith. I love him. I love o- o- Oprah, obviously. Uh, uh, obviously, who
0: doesn't yeah, love Oprah?
1: <laughs> you know, uh, acting wise, I love Will Smith. I love you know Denzel Washington, Matthew McConaughey. Uh, man, I was in, I was in, I have so many muses and people that inspire me. Uh, it, the list could go like you know, uh-huh. I could go here forever. So, but who influenced me most was probably Kobe Bryant, uh, Callie Muscle. Um, Michael Bernard Beckwith, Louise Hay, Will Smith, um, my dad, my mom, you know, my girlfriend, her parents. Like, I, I, I take inspiration from, you know, many, many, many people. Even you. I, I'm going to find something that you inspired me about. Uh, mm-hmm. I have so many. I, I, I feel like I'm missing them. Like, I don't want to miss ah. them. But I have so many people that helped me on the way. I, I wouldn't be here without them, you know. So mm-hmm. everybody that helped me on the way, they're they're inspiration to me too.
0: Yeah do you know I, I, it's interesting you say that um, because I think you know I mean, it's it's awesome that you've got the blue tick on Instagram and all that and that you, you've got a good following um, and you are in a position to influence but I think anybody is in a position to be an influence we're all influencers when you walk down the high street and you smile at someone you've maybe change their day you know if if your smile is contagious and they they pick up on it and then they smile at someone else you can i I think everybody um despite the amount of um exposure you've got to the world you have the ability to be an influencer in your own world you know and help people in your own world you don't have to be you know you don't have to be a worldwide brand name although of course that's lovely to aspire to Um, you just need to be kind and, and generous to the people around you and that's sort of the where where to start isn't it
1: yeah yeah also to even go even deeper uh i'm inspired by walmart target uh sam's club whatever i don't if you guys have that over there uh what else like walgreens writing i'm inspired by all of them because they sell so many products in their store i said okay if they can sell so many products and you know, inspire people to buy their products through them. I can do the same thing with my personal, you know, brand. And oh, I forgot one person, Shaquille O'Neal. Forgot him. I so I'm so sorry, Shaq. I love him because he's the one guy that does that. You know, he hey, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And Master P, Little Romeo, or Romeo Miller, uh, all those people that you know sell multiple products. I'm inspired by that because if if Walmart can go sell a thousand things why can't I sell a thousand things and inspire people to a better life, you know? So, um, also, um, I have, uh, a, a big, um, influence in Brazil. Oh,
0: okay.
1: and, and, uh, I have a lot of people that's helping me understand the language and teaching me the language right now through nice. Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's really big. Uh, I have a couple of people that, you know, I want to shout out them and tell them like, thank you. It's, uh, it's they really taught me a lot about, the Brazilian they teach me the Brazilian culture I want to learn the right way I don't want to just go over there and be like hey you know I'm just you know from America I think you guys should like me I want them to really see that I'm similar to them and that I have a connection with them and um I have people that's teaching me the language um <laughs> like so cool. like things like that that happens on Instagram yeah. yeah I've been learning Portuguese and I'm learning uh Espanol and I'm learning uh Italiano so uh right now i'm just focusing on that as well so you know i'm, I'm just blessed that people came to me on instagram and said hey i teach you and and i teach them american so it's like we win and win
0: <laughs> yeah that is cool well it's sharing isn't it and spreading the love really you know helping each other out it's very cool <laughs> so what was the last um what was the last book you read or i mean actually I said, I asked them about the book, but I'm not a big reader myself. I like to learn through um, either going to events or watching YouTube videos and that kind of thing. I listen to books more than actually reading. Um, but is there, I know you're learning from other people, but is there a particular book that you're reading at the moment or, or even what's your favorite book? What would be the book that you'd recommend to all inspiring individuals, aspiring individuals?
1: That's a good question. Cause I have so many good books that I read. <laughs> oh man, you put me on a spot with this one. Sorry. Okay. Okay. Um, the book that I would I would recommend right now, just the way like on my heart right now, is uh, Florence Scovel Shin, The Game of Life and How to Play It.
0: Okay. I'm not having
1: that. Oh, you got you will like you'll trust me. You'll like it. Uh, it's just like it just share with you the. You know, just gotta you got to read it. I can't explain it. But it's an old book. Uh, like I told you, I'm inspired by a lot of women as well. Like I told you, because my mom, uh, my mom is a, uh, uh, she don't even know. She's a, really a genius. She just don't know. Like, she, you know what I mean? She has to find her way, you know, through her own life. But I think she's starting to see it's a bigger world out there, even for herself. But uh, uh, her name, the, the author of the book is Florence Scoville Shen. And it's the game of life and how to play it. And someone told me that book a long time ago, and when I they first told me, I was like, okay, yeah, right, you know, <laughs> you know. And uh, and it's, it's one of those books that uh, just teach you the law of prosperity and gratitude and love and um, how the game of life works, I guess. So you'll like it. It's a good book for people that uh, just to get you a deeper gratitude of life. Yeah, it's it's Prosper-
0: funny cool i like positivity as you know um it's interesting though you say that someone recommended it to you ages ago because that's happened to me a few times where i'm like not right now not right now right not right now and then it's almost like something that you're meant to read or look at almost follows you until you do you know so it will come comes back and gets you that's very cool so uh,
1: because life in life you know you get those signs and people sometimes give you information that you might need and you know, you have to have the gift of discernment or the gift of like, okay, is that really right? You know, you have to check in with you, but life gives you feedback, you know, from other people and other things. So sometimes that person may be right, (laughs) but sometimes they can be completely, I mean, you gotta have that. It's like a, you gotta understand like how that resonates with your life at this present moment. And, um, you know, that's what that's what I would recommend, you know, to people and you that if you just uh, understand that uh, the gift of uh, discernment or you develop that gift of discernment, you understand if something is good or if something is not good for you, you in life gives you that feedback.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It, and now that, you know, you come all this way, reflecting back, what would um, what would the advice be that you'd give? young diesel you know what would you say would you would you tell him anything differently or you know
1: I don't have any regrets if that's what you're saying I don't have any of those but what advice I would give myself is uh that just listen to what you want to do don't listen to what no one else tell you to do right you listen to what you know what I want to do don't say you know how some people like oh you should be a firefighter you should be a doctor you should be a lawyer I mean those things are all good I'm not saying none of that is good or you should do a nine to five or you should do this but nothing's wrong with that lifestyle but i know what i want to do in my life
0: yeah i think that's a really important thing to say you know my dad um he was quite keen for me to be a solicitor but i'm an outdoors girl and i like you know i'm more of a heart-led person not and i don't like i just said before i don't even really like reading So I would not make a good solicitor, you know, but that's, I think his, his thoughts around that were about, you know, the money and, um, we all need money. You know, it's one of those, um, I'm not even going to say a necessary evil because money doesn't have to be evil. You know, it's, uh, it's one of those things we all need. Um, but yeah, I think you, you like you just said, you have to tune into what it is that inspires you and what drives you and what you enjoy doing and and what's going to make you feel alive, you
1: know? Right. Right. If you look at money evil, then that's how money looks at you. You have to look at Mm -hmm. money as prosperity and abundance and circulation that you're, when you give it to somebody, you know, you, you hopefully, that blesses them to do something in their life. Or when you pay your bill, you being thankful that the water's on the heat is working, you know, the lights are still on or, Uh, whatever the case may be no you gotta look at money in a positive way or the money will look back at you negatively if you don't look at it yeah so true
0: so true is there anything before we wrap up is there anything else that you kind of want to say while we're still chatting or any final words Uh,
1: all i would say is that you know tell uh to the followers and to listeners uh to the people that support your movement is uh to focus on you know themselves to love yourself so if you can't love yourself, you know, you can't love other people, or you can't, you know, bring that light to other people if you're still mad about, you know, things that happened 100 years ago. When I say 100, I mean like 5, 10 years ago, whatever. A long time. Uh, so if you, if you guys are uh, listening, just, you know, love yourself and, you know, inspire people in your way, in your walk, your faith, and, you know, appreciate every day you have on this earth, and stay in the moment, stay in the present moment in life. Very,
0: very important stuff. Thank you so much. I have really enjoyed chatting to you and finding out more about what life has been like for you. So thank you for sharing that with us.
1: You're so welcome. Thank you so much.
0: So what were your key takeaways from Diesel? Mine were definitely to be brave and keep exploring your dreams and opportunities. It's okay to change your mind and change course, as well as the reiteration of the importance of gratitude gratitude for what we have rather than concentrating on what we don't have please do like and share this episode with anyone who you feel may benefit from hearing it and as always the conversation continues over on twitter instagram and facebook so please do join us there and i'll look forward to answering any of your comments I'm still looking for contributors, so if you know anyone who might be willing to tell me their story, then please do put them in touch. It doesn't matter if it's a story that's similar to somebody else's, because I really do believe your story in your voice has the ability to help someone in their time of need, so please do get in touch. And I'll look forward to seeing you in another episode. With so much love, you've been listening to Diesel Donlow, Pollyanna and the Be Glad Movement. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other and I will look forward to catching up with you in the next episode.